thirtieth day of the month. Were not ten made clean, but the other nine, where are they? Was not none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Luke 17, verses 17 through 18. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who can utter the mighty doings of the Lord or declare his praise? Happy are those who observe justice, who do righteousness at all times. Psalms 106, verses 1 through 3. Today we consider thanksgiving to God, both in word and deed. Ingratitude is a grave offense against God, and the closer to God we think we are, the more we incline to take divine grace for granted. So Jesus suggested in Luke 17, verses 11 through 19, For this reason, even the practice of daily devotions can be dangerous. The psalmist, quoted above, points out another difficulty in giving thanks. We do not have sufficient words to praise God's goodness. Oral testimony is important, to be sure, but to it we are to add the observance of justice, the doing of righteousness at all times. Otherwise, our voices sound like a noising gong or a clanging cymbal. As this month draws to its close, ask, for what experiences in the past month do I particularly praise God? What opportunities for thanksgiving have I overlooked during this month? Have I shown gratitude in words only, or also by my deeds, by my demonstrated concern for the weak, the lowly, the suffering? Opening Prayer Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless God's holy name. For you, O God, have showered me with blessings too numerous to count. In return, too often I have overlooked or taken for granted your bounty. Beyond all else that you have given, grant me yet one thing more, an unfailingly grateful heart. Amen. Psalm 92, verses 1 through 5. What a beautiful thing, God, to give thanks, to sing an anthem to you, the high God, to announce your love each daybreak, sing your faithful presence all through the night, Accompanied by dulcimer and harp, the full-bodied music of strings. You made me so happy, God. I saw your work and I shouted for our joy. How magnificent your work, God. How profound your thoughts. From the prophet Isaiah, chapter 52, verses 1 through 12. Awake, awake, clothe yourself in strength, O Zion. Clothe yourself in your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city, for the uncircumcised and the unclean will no longer come into you. Shake yourself from the dust. Rise up, O captive Jerusalem. Loose yourself from the chains around your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. For thus says the Lord, you were sold for nothing and you will be redeemed without money. For thus says the Lord God, my people went down at the first into Egypt to reside there. Then the Assyrian oppressed them without cause. Now therefore, what do I have here? declared the Lord, seeing that my people have been taken away without cause. Again, the Lord declares, those who rule over them howl, and my name is continually blasphemed all day long. Therefore, my people shall know my name. Therefore, in that day, I am the one who is speaking. Here I am. 
How lovely in the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who announces peace and brings good news of happiness, who announces salvation and says to Zion, Your God reigns. Listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. They shout joyfully, for they will see with their own eyes. When the Lord restores Zion, break forth, shout joyfully together, you waste places of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm in the sight of all the nations, that all the ends of the earth may see the salvation of our God. Depart, depart, go out from there, touch nothing unclean. Go out of the midst of her, purify yourselves, you who carry the vessels of the Lord. But you will not go out in haste, nor will you go as fugitives, for the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your rear guard. From the letter to the Galatians, chapter 4. Verses 12 through 20. I beg of you, brethren, become as I am, for I also have become as you are. You have done me no wrong, but you know that it was because of a bodily illness that I preached the gospel to you the first time. And that which was a trial to you in my bodily condition, you did not despise or loathe, but you received me as an angel of God, as Christ Jesus himself. Where then is that sense of blessing you had? For I bear you witness that, if possible, you would have plucked out your eyes and given them to me. So have I become your enemy by telling you the truth? They eagerly seek you, not commendably, but they wish to shut you out so that you will seek them. But it is good always to be eagerly sought in a commendable manner, and not only when I am present with you. My children, with whom I am again in labor until Christ is formed in you. But I could wish to be present with you now and to change my tone for I am perplexed about you. From the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 8, verses 1 through 10. In those days, when there was again a large crowd and they had nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples and said to them, I feel compassion for the people because they have remained with me now three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way, and some of them will have come from a great distance. And his disciples answered him, Where will anyone be able to find enough bread here in this desolate place to satisfy these people? And he was asking them, How many loaves do you have? And they said, Seven. And he directed the people to sit down on the ground and take the seven loaves. He gave thanks and broke them and started giving them to his disciples to serve to them. And they served them to the people. They also had a few small fish. And after he had blessed them, he ordered these to be served as well. And they ate and were satisfied. And they picked up seven large baskets full of what was left over the broken pieces. About four thousand were there, and he sent them away. And immediately he entered the boat with his disciples and came to the district of Dalmanutha. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Tuesday's Prayer God, our rock and our salvation, Undergird us with your strength, lest we fail because we rely upon ourselves alone. Assist us with your Holy Spirit, that we may abide in your love and trust in your grace. Spread upon us your transforming power. Overpower us with your goodwill and forgiveness, offered to us and to all through Christ our Savior. Amen. From the Methodist Handbook of Prayer for 2023, written by Jean Hawkshurst. God, we give thanks for the unity of the universal Church of Jesus the Christ, made visible between and among ecumenical partner communions, 
for the ministries shared between the United Methodist Church and the Methodist Church in Britain, particularly in the area of global missions and through our concordant working group for the enduring theological legacy of the Wesleys we share, including our belief in personal relationships with God, our call to social justice and holiness, our belief in the abounding grace of the Creator, and the hymns we share, even when we sing them to different tunes. We pray for each other and for all the Methodist, Wesleyan, United Churches around the globe, especially when we find ourselves as neighbors in our communities. We pray for an end to racial prejudice and oppression and a continuing commitment to love each other and to intentionally witness to unity and the power of Christ through our shared ministries. Amen. The Lord's Prayer, Traditional Text Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.